From Queen Elizabeth to Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin to Prince Charles, Justin Trudeau to Apple. Some big names have been touched by the Paradise Papers scandal, either directly or by association. Nearly 13.5 million secret documents shared with more than 380 journalists from the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists in a move echoing the famous Panama Papers, which actually we recently reflected on with ICIJ. Uh, let's bring in Skiller Alecci, investigative reporter, head of the Asia desk at ICIJ, for more. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. So, you know, really, this week, this has exploded, and we've seen from country to country headlines reflecting what's been going on in, in their own countries. For example, uh, when I was looking at the British press, of course, they they reflected a lot of the royal family's uh, connection there, millions of pounds from the Queen's private estate, for example, being invested in a Cayman Islands fund. Um, but globally, I mean, this really puts offshore activities of more than 120 politicians and world leaders under scrutiny, doesn't it? Right. Um, yeah, and those are only the ones that we have found so far and that we were able to confirm. Um, so, yeah, we we have seen uh, more than 100 uh, politicians and world leaders, including royals, and more than 100 corporations. So we are talking about the wealthiest individuals and uh, richest, richest companies in the world. And uh, a report from the BBC claims about 10% of global GDP is actually held offshore. Uh, in your video report, it said the, the mainstream part of the global economy, actually. Um, what's the implication then f- for all of us, if that's the case? Right. So, yeah. Uh, so I think the, 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 the sentence, the, the quote that you were referring to was uh, in the video, was uh, one uh, spoken by um, a tax justice network expert that we interviewed um, who uh, talks about how uh, the offshore um, industry and the offshore economy is basically, um, we have to consider it as part of the main economy, the mainstream economy. It's not just a little, uh, like a small percentage of it. It's um, it's uh, what some experts have defined like a parallel economy. So as we saw in this, um, with this leak, and as we We've seen with previous leaks, um, it's uh, most of the brands that um, you know everyone uses every day, um, as well as the people that everyone knows because they are their elected politicians or whatnot. Um, it is very, it is considered normal to use um, to set up um, companies offshore in this. Um, jurisdictions and uh, either um, store private wealth or conduct businesses through through these entities. So I guess it's um, uh, what the the the, the sentence that this is part of mainstream economy means is that um, it's something that we have to take um, to take into consideration now as as we con- we continue as the politicians and other authorities continue to debate about um, the legitimacy of the industry and um, if it can be improved um, or if there is any change that has to be made when when we see how celebrities have offshore interests from Harvey Weinstein to Shakira when when we see the Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton avoiding taxes apparently on a 17 million pound jet using an Isle of Man 
scheme. Uh, when we see Apple secretly moving parts of its empire to Jersey after Ireland tightened tax rules, are these necessarily illegal acts? Can some of these be explained away? Um, well, I mean, most of what we've seen is perfectly legal. Um, so it's not uh, what we are talking about here is not um, committing, you know, celebrities um, committing fraud or anything um, that is uh, beyond the law. The problem is um, that um, this happens without anyone uh, being able to see what, you know, what the, for example, the purpose of a business is. Um, and um, we, there is um, overall a lack of scrutiny and transparency in these kind of deals, and so that maybe this is what we um, ought to um, pay attention to more than um, just talking about whether it's legal or illegal. But but if it is legal, is it unfair to single out individuals whose reputation? might be tarnished by the implication they've done something wrong. Uh, people in the public eye, will, will, you know, they'll, they'll see these headlines and, and they'll automatically assume something wrong has been committed. Um, well, I mean, so what we try to do, we at, at ICIJ and our partners, is um, to be as fair as possible. So when you say, you know, that there is the implication that they are committing something wrong, if they actually read what we write, uh, we document everything. We docu- you know, we use files, we use documents, uh, leaked documents as well as open records to show what's going on. So there is no implication of anything. This is what the documents say, and then we are just reporting them. And when we talk about you know politicians and celebrities, um, obviously we are not just naming um, everyone's uh, you know. Um, uh, common citizens, we are talking about people who are already in the public and uh, ought to be um, held to a higher standard because they may be elected politicians and their citizens may want to know whether they have hidden deals or even if even if just uh, even if they are legal. Um, th- our questions, for example, when we you know uh, when we uh, approach these people for comments, where did you ever declare your assets and things like that? Things that everyone uh, has the right to know. But is the aim of this to to change laws to to make to make the system more transparent or to make it uh, harder to avoid paying taxes? Um. So. Um, so we are not doing this with an agenda, thinking that we want to write with the idea that, you know, advocating for for a change because we are not advocates, we are not activists, we are reporters. So we see that this is going on and we are um, shedding a light on it, considering that this is uh, something that even authorities cannot see because it's often uh, behind, uh, you know, uh, a wall of secrecy. Yeah, well, I mean, for anyone who's interested, there are actually more than 200 Korean entities on the list, and uh, that includes uh, state-owned corporations. Uh, we, we, we find North Korean paper companies as well. Uh, it, it really is huge. Um, and this is apparently based on Applebee's internal documents. 
um, containing millions of loan agreements, uh, financial statements, emails, and, and so on, uh, going all the way back to 1950. Can you tell us a bit more about Apple B? Because Apple uh, has got a lot of headlines, but so has Apple B, and the latter maybe we don't know too much about. Right. So um, just to be clear, this is a leak that um, has a different sources of. Um, yeah, it's it's based on uh, different sources. It's not just Applebee. Applebee uh, documents are maybe about seven million, but the rest um, we are talking about more than ter- thirteen million documents. So the remaining um, six uh, million plus uh, are from another. Um, law firm from Singapore called Asia City, as well as 19 different corporate registries. Um, but um, to go back to your question, uh, Applebee was, yeah, was uh, founded in Bermuda, um, is um, more than 100 year old, and it's one of the, it, um, it has a reputation for, very, for being a very clean and reputable uh, offshore law, firms, uh, law firm, and it um, it's not very much in the news because it's, it is a law firm that set up uh, offshore entities and trusts for um, individuals and companies. Um, but um, I think uh, in this, with this investigation, what we have found is that even though you know they have um, uh, regulation and they have um, policies in place to avoid um, risky clients to get in. Um, uh, eventually, there are. Um, it may be, as some experts have suggested, that it may be the cost of doing business to have, in some cases, uh, actual actual risky clients to uh, uh, that that are, were able mm. to um, set up companies and use their services. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience with us and, and some of the uh, ins and outs of the Paradise Papers. Very alluringly named. Thank you. Mm-hmm. you. Skiller Alecci, investigative reporter, head of the Asia Desk at ICIJ. What's your own feeling on this powder sharp 1013 for 51 per message? When you heard about the Paradise Papers, did you presume something illegal had been done? Uh, do journalists need to be um, responsible about what leaks uh, and what names are mentioned if there are no illegal acts being committed? I'd love to hear your own thoughts on that as well.